0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about the feedback. Uh, We got several people writing in over the last couple of months while we've been covering the first eight episodes. And we wanted to go back and revisit all their feedback because we kind of weren't doing written feedback for most of this half season. Uh, and we also are live on stereo.com slash bald move on that app, taking voicemails and we're going to kind of intersperse the two a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of these are super relevant because there's a lot of dry pie here from people who wrote in to tell us things that we've already seen the resolutions to,
1: but we'll go through it anyway. Um, half so of go, them will we'll be listen, some discussion messages in a bottle from Oceanside. Other half will be um, ham radio messages from Eugene's girlfriend from across that's, the, that's other the... Side of the world. That's the format we're working with here. What do you want to start with? you want to start with the written stuff, or you want to start with the stereo stuff? I want to start with the
0: written stuff. The okay. stuff is intimidating from an audio perspective. Ooh. So, let's do this. Uh, Patience writes in and says, I'm just get, getting back into Walking Dead and listening to you guys again. I'm only on the Ghosts episode, but I'm dying for you to finally see that Sadiq's issue is PTSD from watching his friends and newfound family be beheaded currently listening to you guys talk about some kind of weird bisexual vibe when Dante is talking about his time in Iraq. I mean, he's clearly trying to bond with Sadiq in a completely platonic way. The whole conversation is basically saying, I've been through some shit too, and you can get better. I'm living proof. As soon as he started hallucinating while taking care of the baby, it was so clearly PTSD. Maybe you guys noticed it and just didn't mention it, but man, I'm just waiting for you guys to actually talk about it.
1: Well, now's our chance. No, I, so here's the thing. I had kind of forgotten that deke was the lone survivor of the barn incident gotcha. number one number two is i kept on mistaking his ice screams as torture that he experienced in the past rather than because i still think it's wild that he gathered a whole bucket of ice oh yeah or an alexandria somehow uh just to duck his head in and, and scream into it um and then also i will push back. There was ta- definitely bisexual tension between, in fact, and then I think that's something like, even in this episode, we didn't talk about it, but Dante talked about how he was like, Sadiq was kind of special to him. I think there was a real attraction there beyond just platonic, I think. But then again, okay. Sadiq was doing that with everybody. The old lady he was smothering, Rosita. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm and sorry, Dante I, was. I just yeah. think that's like one of those...
0: It's one of those personality traits, right, where they like deflect everything by making by it the, weird. Go to joke is yeah. is, hey, let's bang. Um, it, it can get really gross in a lot of situations, and I don't think it necessarily did here. It was more like. Uh, I think it afterward. was very I, yeah it was a
1: lot of inappropriate shit though like he would get he'd get fired at almost every job every, every uh, serious corporation and hospital in North America at least
0: maybe so maybe so but that's just his go-to move I didn't think it there is.
1: was any like
0: sexual tension legit sexual tension between him and Sadiq oh,
1: man I don't know uh, I mean you're right that was his go-to move to deflect tension and to deflect uh, attention away from him and just to kind of you know, make things. He he had the whole Nelly kind of like, uh, "Hey, I'm just kidding." Unless you're going to do it, you know, like uh, that's the whole vibe that you know. I've seen creeps like that roll like that. It's like, "Ha it's just a joke." It's just a joke, right? Unless right. you actually want to fuck me, and then it's totally time to go. I got the massage oils and the robes and everything. I, so yeah, <laughs> I, I think. But but yeah, I'll, patience is right. I totally whew, the whole PTSD, the whole Judas stuff. Like I, I got on board of that. I think the next episode, but. um Right. I do think that he. I do think he was a little bit of um, omni, omni horny, or at least that's the part I mean, he came, was playing. Became
0: apparent when they started doing flashbacks to that yeah. in the barn.
2: right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I also think that like, um, it's one of those things where being a whisper has got to be weird, and maybe he was like overcompensating by giving himself this other extreme
2: kind of weird tick. To like distract the fact that he doesn't is very good with personal connections, maybe. Yeah, I I can't imagine like the kind of person who would end up in a
0: society. I know like he's the whisper is functioning as a normal human in any scenario.
1: Yeah, he it's yeah like I said Dante is one of those things where it's like I don't think he's a plausible character as constructed, and yeah. the show kills him before they have to resolve the many contradictions of him. I don't know. Maybe maybe Beta try
0: it. Like Beta takes off the mask, rubs a bar of soap on his face, and then tries to get into this community. What's that going
1: to look like? Beta, my most loyal subject. (laughs) I need you to take a bath. And and apprentice for the blacksmith, like yeah. What was what's beta look like? Apprenticing for the blacksmith, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: It's like Mike Myers, yeah.
1: To apprentice for the blacksmith, yeah. No, not the
0: Canadian, not,
1: not not the star no. of Austin Powers, like yeah. You know, yeah, not uh, Shrek, pale face, uh, William Shatner, of Mike Myers. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get
2: to
0: a voicemail. Try this thing. I have no idea if you're going to be able to hear it or if the audience oh, is going wait, to be able Wait, wait, wait. Before
1: it? you do, let me get let me get my backup earpiece solution just in case. Okay, hit me.
0: You're definitely going to be having an echo uh, of yourself if you're talking.
2: So,
1: yeah, I know. I feel like Walter Cronkite here. I'm getting I'm I'm getting I'm getting a a, a live update. Wait, they're saying that Jim's uh, motherboard
2: is fucked and uh, communications have broken down. Yeah, communications are broken for sure. Um, all right, Tolos. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Our, my, I don't care because you know, obviously, we we we
1: um, there's there's not a, there's not a ton of people watching here. But like, I, I yeah. my only goal is to get this Ironed out for the live episodes because I think this is going to be a thing when we start doing these things live with live Walking Dead. So okay. like, we got eight we got eight more weeks, and then we got to stop all this shit.
0: Well, The the thing is, they changed it on me. It used to be you hit the thing and it just plays the next in the queue. Now it pulls up the queue and you have to choose which one to play.
1: Oh, there's been a software update. Yeah, they changed it and it's fucking with me. Alright, let me try this.
3: Do you ever think we will get a Morgan and Michonne and Alicia team up? Or would you like to see that? And like, what are your thoughts on Alicia and Michonne Friendship. Who the
1: fuck is Alicia? That
0: was exactly my thought. Who
2: the fuck is Alicia? I'm, I'm oh, getting that.
1: an echo of myself now. Oh. No, it, it went away. The, so, okay. I, I don't... Man, if, do I dare search this?
0: Uh, Silverstone. That's that's my guess. <clears throat> <laughs> right
1: um so i'm familiar
0: with the, the singer maybe
1: yeah i don't know who alicia is um but oh. i do know <laughs> i I, I, I do i do know michonne and uh, who's the other uh person michonne and whose team up uh
2: morgan michonne and morgan what is Morgan doing? Like he went off to Fear, the walking, fear dead. the walking
1: Dead. Did he stay on that as a permanent cast? Like I, I, I lost track of that because like uh-huh. I was almost I ready so. to because like I heard the season two really sucked bad, and I think season three was like a big improvement and like the first half of four was actually good. Um, and I almost got sucked into rewatching it, but then Gimple took over and ran it into the ground. So I don't, I don't know if the Morgan uh Mor- Morgan uh is, is but yeah I I mean sure why not? I like Morgan, I like Michonne. I hear that Denai Guerrera is is out of the walking dead though.
0: Oh wait, Alicia Alicia is the Fear of the Walking Dead, the teenage daughter in Fear of the Walking
1: Dead, right? Oh okay. So is there will there be a fusion of the Walk? Okay. I can definitively answer this, I think, because I think in only with only like um uh uh, metagaming knowledge that I, I heard that Deny Guerrero is out, like, she's no longer in The Walking Dead after the conclusion of Smart. season 11. Smart. So, like, he's
0: too big a star
1: for this at this point. Yeah, now, like, there's opportunities. I think she would probably come back for a, a Rick Grimes movie, it'd be very weird not to have her um, back. Um, so maybe there's something, but yeah, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. And I it's like, I like, I like Lenny is Lenny James. Right. Um, yeah, I like him a lot as an actor, but like, boy, and, and I even like Morgan and principle, but man, more, we, we came up the whole trope Morgalizing to describe right. his bullshit character treadmill that it had him on. So I don't know if they get him off the mortal treadmill over on fear of the walking dead. They want to bring him back. There's a spinoff. There's a movie possibility. Maybe we'll see.
0: Okay. Uh, let's read another voicemail or another email here. Alrighty. The funny thing is, I could read voicemails that are transcribed for me. No shit. Yeah, That's new. Pretty cool. Uh, Nicole says, if you're curious about hearing loss becoming prevalent in adulthood, it was a common fact of life before modern hearing aids and antibiotics. Osteosclerosis <sighs> is a hereditary loss of hearing in which the bone tissue grows irregularly around the bone of the middle ear. Most people that suffer from it are born with hearing intact and gradually lose it over time. Beethoven famously suffered from it early in his life. Well, huh. Queen Alexandra, uh, wife of Edward the Seventh, developed it beginning in her teens and passed it on to her children. Well, there you go. Increasing hearing loss and can occur in one or both ears. Can happen early in life or develop in middle age. Yeah, uh, a lot of interesting
1: info uh, there. I am shocked that that didn't like that that. Uh, didn't come up in in my research because um, I was that's exactly what I was looking for. It's like what is the, a congenital late onset hearing loss? Uh, and you, but yeah. you're right, because I, I I always assumed that Beethoven went deaf because he's listened to concert music. Too he's kind of like Metallica of his day. Uh, <laughs> like you know, it's it's this extreme extreme tinnitus. Hmm. Yeah,
0: he had his head right up against that piano.
1: I heard that about George Washington that he was largely deaf by the end of his life. Cause he loved the sound of God. cannons. And like, yeah. I guess towards later when he stopped being able to hear him, he'd actually put his head against the cannon to hear it. Like to, to still experience it. And I'm like, ah, that sounds, oh. I don't know, that, that sounds like a little chopping down your dad's cherry tree and throwing a silver dollar across the Potomac because sounds
0: like wooden teeth to me. Yeah.
1: Those things jump and belch fire and like, just shake your lungs from 30 feet away. I don't think you have to put, but, um,
2: yeah, no, that's that's good good information. Um, so, mm-hmm. all right, should we try another uh, voicemail? It's funny. I think all the voicemails I have, I, I hear they're
1: all from, from the, from the same, same. They're from the same person. Which thank you very much for the the feedback. Don't don't mind
2: that at all. All right, let's try
3: this. In the Fear of Walking Dead crossover, who do you think will be going with Morgan? I would like to see Alicia go with Morgan. Alicia's been like the longest person on the Field of Walking Dead. I think she deserves that. So I'd like to see Morgan and Alicia go out to search for Rick. Is there is
2: there a crossover that I don't know about? Well, I mean, Morgan
1: went to the fear of the walking dead. Alicia's on fear of the walking dead. Apparently they're a, a team on that. Cause that's the thing. I I didn't see the walk. I watched the like couple, first couple episodes of season two, the fear of the walking dead and then went on. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, is like, unless they do it, I did. It would make a lot of sense if they did do it for season 11 though. Like it's the final season, pull out all the stops, bring back yeah. Morgan integrate like to the extent that fear the walking dead is going to be the uh, property going forward, like integrate these communities because I also read an interview with Angela Kang that said it was spoiler free um, that said that this is not a, and this is something we've been talking about for weeks, right? The end of walking dead is not a traditional ending. It's a beginning of things. Like, it's not going to be, like, you know, the end of The Walking Dead or the Friends. So, like, I could see that, like, you could still continue to tell the tale of, like, Alexander and these other stuff through the loose association of Fear the Walking Dead. So, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I like Morgan. I didn't really, you know, I don't have one feelings one way or another for Alicia because I just remember her as being the kind of uh, one of the annoying teenagers on Fear the Walking Dead season one.
2: But um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll get back to your next, your next uh, uh, voicemail here in a minute. Uh, so Julian wants to talk about the music a little bit.
0: Maybe uh, educates people. About Do it. What they're playing says I'm listening to the 1004 recap, and y'all are bringing up the music Jesus was playing last season that you hated so much. I remember this well since Jesus was playing an 80s, 80s 90s band that I love called Jesus and the Mary Chain. Oh no! Episode that he later died in. Uh, perhaps that band isn't for everyone and it certainly felt out of place but damn the music in the beginning of the end of uh, in the beginning and the end of 1004 did in fact suck though anyways Jesus and the Mary Chamber like indie pop kind of band think like The Cure sort of Uh, great band but a little out of place in Walking Dead certainly Uh, enjoy he he links a, a YouTube video for one of their
2: favorite songs and then says i oh, enjoy or maybe don't yeah i'm seeing a lot of lies there's some love for uh jesus mary chain
1: and chat too so again you know it's not not everybody's okay. cup of tea like i i listen to a pretty broad and eclectic mix of music and yeah some some of it's some of it's uh, not for everybody but in yeah, general but the music they play here is
0: god awful and I think some of it just doesn't fit with what they're doing. There you show. go. I and mean, there's a difference there.
1: Yeah, like I um, think back to like shows like The Leftovers and and Breaking Bad, where they didn't use a lot of licensed music. Uh, but when they did, it was always like, "Fuck yeah, it's the perfect scene for like to get you charged up about Walt or to make you think about death yeah. or whatever." Uh, they're really really hit you in the emotional uh, gonads. Uh, and The Walking Dead feels very much more like the the YA. CW, just kind of like, hey, what's a what's a what's a deal we can make with somebody and sell some, you know, soundtrack shit uh, like we we talked about. No aspersions anyone's
2: individual music taste, of course. Of course, of course. Okay, let's try the next voicemail.
3: Do you think Michelle will have her own spinoff TV show? And um, what are your thoughts on her getting the new sword or at least the upgrade of a sword?
0: Upgrade of a
2: sword? I, I, I would I love
0: like to see doing things. her with an upgraded sword. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing things, I don't know, in this show that I'm not aware of yet. I feel like there's maybe spoilers here. I don't know. Get eh. off with Michonne. Uh,
1: I don't think she's I, I mean I don't watched any of the spinoffs of this show other than uh-huh.
0: after being burned
1: by Fear of the Walking Dead. So Yeah, and I've heard The World Beyond is like I was in I was lurking in the uh, the Walking Dead subreddit because I was trying I just trying to laser into the thread where they're discussing the season coming back and whether people could confirm it's gonna be eight episodes or sixteen episodes or I know it's twenty-four in total, but what I've heard is um, there's just going to be the first date and then we're not sure when they're going to bring back the second date. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm all for Michonne's spinoff. I think Michonne's a great character. She's got a lot of potential. I think the Niagara profile is so much higher after she started and things like, I mean, she's a big, she's like, a, uh, she's the, the Bucky to the black Panthers, captain America and the black Panther died. So like she could, you know, she's one of the like big three female characters that could plausibly continue that care. Like she's like huge. Her, her profile is huge. And like, I think you could get her back for, um, uh, the, whatever the movie projects they got going on to Andrew Lincoln. Cause you know, they're, they're married in the show, right? Like legally married or is as legal as you can get in the zombie apocalypse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: common law, common law. The flashback made for a sure. common law for sure. Uh so like it would be very weird to do those things without any involvement of Judith or Michonne or stuff like that but like it does seem like yeah. she's done a lot of time she's been here since the close of season 2 and she's she her profile's much bigger she's got a huge career and I doubt we'll will get her back on the TV screen but uh I don't know on the other hand 10 years like to keep this shit going for 10 years yeah bring her back bring her bring her back get a reunion oh, show together Return of Michonne, Michonne the Walking Dead. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think we're gonna see her doing any Walking Dead anytime soon
2: after season eleven. Yeah, who knows? Uh, okay. How about this next one? This is the one that really baked
0: my noodle. Uh, (laughs) Bobby writes in says thought you might enjoy knowing that after your many years of dubbing various bow girls throughout the series, the introduction of Yumiko brings one actually named Bow Girl. Yumi is the word for bow in Japanese. And Ko of Yumiko is written with the character for child, but you'll know it as the feminine suffix in names like Keiko O'Brien from Star Trek or Kimiko from the boys. It's a bunch of other girls' names also. Uh he says he loves all things Japanese, and also when uh, love when The Walking Dead goes over the top with stupidity. But the idea that some parent named their kid literally Bow Bo girl, girl and she grows up <laughs> to wield a bow at a bunch of clutch moments in the apocalypse is too dumb for me. No, no, it's not too dumb. It's perfect. It's exactly right.
1: She's the chosen one. She was there to be the the actually competent <laughs> Bow Girl. Like from the day she was born, her parents laid their hands on her and they knew. They knew this was the one. <laughs> This was the this love blew blood.
0: my fucking mind, this yeah because I looked it up, I had to independently verify this. Mm-hmm. this could even possibly be true, and the couple of sites that I looked it up on, it seems to be real they had like they had to know this when they were naming this character dude right? and
1: the the other question, the meta thing is like it was this are these people in the Kirkman comics? Is this a joke the Kirkman came up with? Is this like yeah,, yeah. maybe yeah. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> it's just wild. He says it. I still think it's it's like if you found out that Sadiq is Parsi for doctor, or Eugene is Germanic for mullet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I well, went, as a yeah. German-American, that's, that's actually close to the mark. Eugene is, is German uh, for, yeah, der Eugene, the mullet, yeah. It was too good
0: not
2: to read that one. <laughs> um, but let's try and get to another voicemail here.
3: How do you think they're gonna catch up with Michonne? The group of people she found, she's about to go with and join. I think they're gonna catch up with her and explain all that.
1: What was That's that? I didn't. Question. I didn't catch the middle part of that. Uh,
0: how are they gonna catch up with Michonne and all the people that uh, you're muted? She's likely to find. Oh shit! Just for you, sorry. Uh, how do you think she? They're gonna catch up with Michonne
2: and. and the people that she's likely to find on this island, the group that this dude's talking about. I don't know. I'm echoing. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I fixed. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, she's got a boat.
1: Uh, does she know how to sail? I guess. Cause like, she's going to have to, this guy is, is steering the boat and, and working the sheets and it's not super complex to, to sail a boat, but like, how is she going to get home?
2: I think um, she's coming back
1: with some like F 14s.
0: I, th- I think she's going to be top gunning her. Harrier
2: jump dead. Missiles jet, yeah.
0: locked and loaded on a herd that's attacking. I, I really, yeah. When they're talking about bringing the weapons
1: back, she's going to personally bring them back. Hmm. She's bringing weapons back like Justin Timberlake. I, yeah, that's the thing is like, I, that's a good question because like, what could she load onto that boat that would do it? You know,
2: a yeah, nuke.
1: Like, right? Yeah. yeah, we're we're backdoor into in, into a nuke thing. Like, if you get those those Moabs, those mother mother of all bombs, like, do you, can you just like make those explode? I guess Eugene. Yeah, you got enough high explosive there. Eugene could rig something together without blowing himself yeah. up, probably. Um, but yeah, like, what can she load into that? Because that's a tiny sailboat, y'all. Mm. That's a small. That's about the size of my boat, and I can barely go overnight camping with it. Um. Like it's that uh, yeah like you can't just like load a five thousand pound J dam or Daisy Cutter or whatever <laughs> that thing. So I don't know. Maybe we' pull off the si- ocean side with like a uh, uh, I, I, I don't know an a, attack submarine or something like that. Who knows? Like it's like a you know naval a naval uh, de- arming depot it could have all kinds of
2: shit in it. It does have to be something that probably runs on nuclear power. Or, or electricity, right? Because it can't...
0: You're not going to have fuel at this point. Like Fuel is long since done. You
1: know, I don't know that that's fired. true, because Carol's boat that she first pulls up in, or the boats that they showed, were definitely not sailboats yeah. they were just I
0: mean fuel just doesn't last that long Yeah right?
1: but you can like you can like diesel it that long. A lot of boat motors are diesel and diesel will run on like vegetable oil and you could conceivably can, okay. you could you could burn like that kind of uh like low grade fuel for and make it you know you can make vegetable oil yeah. sure canola oil Uh sure
0: yeah you're going to run a tank I'd I love to see a fucking yeah, uh, you know, a, a tiger attack tank or some shit being <laughs> run on her furiously pouring, pouring like broccoli oil into the thing. Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm like a man. Because that's the other. It's like it kind of beggars my imagination the other direction that like there'd be an active nuclear power plant and like an aircraft carrier or something has been it's just been bubbling for seven years, no maintenance, no upkeep. You know. I don't yeah, like it'd have to be a submarine or aircraft carrier. They don't have like they're not putting nukes and destroyers and whatnot.
0: I assume that there are going to be actual Navy personnel on this island. I don't think it's just gonna be a bunch of civilians who stumble fucked their way onto this island and found an abandoned naval base.
1: No, I was thinking that same too. Like this this these these people were like in the know somehow. It's an inside it's an inside job.
0: Sure. Uh, all right, let's go back over to the last email we have to read here. Um, Brian says, if you're interested in a rebuilding after an apocalypse story, I would recommend the first three books in S.M. Sterling's Emberverse book series. In that series, the apocalypse is caused by humans being stripped of their technology. Electrical devices no longer work. Oh, so like revolution.
1: I was going to say, that's that's the Darth um, uh, Gus show on NBC. Yeah, Yeah, this yeah. technology stopped working.
0: Um, gas doesn't combust, gunpowder does not explode. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, my God, a molecule um, to shut everything down.
0: Apparently, uh, those fibers make creative use of remains of the old civilization. I stopped early into book eight. I do not remember exactly when the reason for technology uh, collapse was provided, but it was after book three. Like the leftovers showed the reason for the event is less interesting than how people deal with it.
2: For sure. Yeah, so
0: maybe give that a shot. I don't know, I haven't read any of them myself, but it's a recommendation from an audience member.
1: Cool. I will say this was since we're recommending books. I haven't I haven't we haven't talked about this in a couple of years, but if you like a zombie apocalypse book and you want a really interesting, unique take on it, I highly recommend the movie, the the book Dust. Because it's oh, the only yeah. book I've ever seen that actually plausibly kind of like covers what a zombie culture, which might sound kind of weird. What is that? Uh uh who wrote that book? Um, and I guess there's a sequel that people didn't think as much of. Joe Joan Francis Turner Dust. Um, I really, really like that. Uh, it's like one of the more unique takes on zombie apocalypse. Alright,
2: let's jump back over to the voicemails. Hey guys, um, any thoughts on who Eugene is talking to? Um, what's going on with all of that, and if we will uh, see her this season, or if that's a season eleven thing? Uh, yeah, that's it.
1: They got to get back to that in season ten, right? They can't oh, yeah. just go away from that. Like, um, there's clearly something flustered with Eugene. The fact that like Rosita missed a phone call, and then he got you know, in this dust done conversation with this, this nice lady. Uh, so I don't know that we've actually seriously talked about this because we made a lot of jokes about like easy getting catfished by the Georgie facility, by the trash, uh, helicopter people by the whispers, like the whispers got some kind of fucking tin can and coconut thing professor solution out in the woods. uh, but the thing is, is like I feel is like Maggie play like Rick rolling in here. right? Maggie, Maggie's fucking with them. Um, but I don't know. I think the truth is, like I don't. I, that's the thing with the Walking Dead. Like, is the, is the Walking Dead wanting to just continue to push this um, danger needle every time you meet some pe- body? Because I, I do think that, like, if you got a ham radio going of this power. Because it's one thing to be able to hear Eugene, but to be able to respond to them in, in, in implies that they have a significant yeah. reach as well, right? Because you know you got to you got to send that back. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that any society, post-apocalypse society that's large enough to run this kind of ham would be more of an act. Because I just don't think like Negan wouldn't be able to put this stuff together, right? Uh, I mean, the, he never
0: did, apparently. So yeah,
1: yeah. Like like the, like you have to have a collaborative community of multiple people coming together to make this thing happen rather than the work of a singular person or whatever they just don't have the this far in with electricity scarce as it is all that kind you need infrastructure and things so like I actually think this this is going these people are going to be good now that doesn't mean that because like you know that doesn't mean their interests will be aligned with Alexandrians and that doesn't mean there, there can't be like diplomatic snafus and shit like that but like I don't think they're going to be like bloodthirsty cannibal people they're not gonna be trash Romulans like what what do you think Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I'm with you I think when we talked about this the first time I was saying or when we talked about the end of the series and what that looks like I was talking about how I think it's gonna be you know one of of rebuilding a civilization or a glimmer of hope in that direction and I think this could be the spark of that you know with Maggie coming back and maybe bringing in another group of of different kind of Georgians Georgians. Uh and and maybe also this radio group being another civilization that they can start to not just connect among themselves, but connect among larger groups of people. And it's not it's no longer a question of like, should we as an entity take in everyone? But like can we interact with other communal entities uh outside of our own? Yeah. And yeah, I, I think. That's a good natural way to go for the ending of this series.
1: And it's another kind of nation state parallel. You've had these like kind of feudal kingdoms, sometimes (laughs) literally in the case of the kingdom coming together to form these large loose confederations. And now you've got perhaps another confederation, the size of whatever you call the Alexander Hilltop kingdom, Oceanside collective. Now you're starting to build these, you go from
2: city states to actual city. it's, uh, yeah, that stuff I think is inherently interesting and I would like to see more of it. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to, I think, our final voicemail here. I don't want to ruin
3: anything, but Morgan gets a stick upgrade, if y'all didn't know. So I feel like y'all should watch Fear the Walking Dead. It's an axe slash his bow staff. So it's almost like a medieval war axe. It's it's
0: amazing. Like whole axe uh, polax sort of thing. All right,
1: that might that's the only thing that could get me to watch that show. Yeah, Morgan I was gonna say. I thought he said Morgan got a thick upgrade. I'm like, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> what he's needing. Get some get some hips and hips uh, and thighs on Morgan. Uh, stick sure. upgrade. Yeah, sounds like yeah, he's got all like. What uh, he's making all that cheese? Yeah, all it that goat, his the goat to the goat cheese went right to the hips, thighs, and butt. Uh, uh, I think, I think that, um, yeah, that's cool. Like didn't Jerry have like a battle ax kind of thing, a halberd. What uh-huh, happened to that? I think so. I, I gotta say, I, I, I he's like, j- it, sure. by the way, I like j- Jerry's taking off the quilt. The mountain no longer is quilted and he's looking damn fine. Like I think he's dropped some weight. He's looking, looking, uh, uh, good, good for you, Jerry.
2: Show Take off your shirt. Show that off. Uh, where's your ax though? Yeah. You, leave the quilt. Keep the ax. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I don't know. It, I'm sure it's cool. I haven't seen it, but Morgan with a real weapon
1: sounds good. Mm-hmm. He's no longer uh, swinging wildly between. See, there you go. He's no longer swinging wildly between clearing and beating people with sticks. He's now found the middle path of killing
2: people with sticks. <laughs> right, oh, it's reasonable. Right there in the middle. All right. Let's let's see what's up here. I think that's it. So there's one more but I don't know that oh, might be just a minor. minor based let me close this and see ah yeah okay let's do this
3: do you think the Daryl and Carol show would be about um them that hear back from a shown and now they're starting to get worried so they go off to look for her And eventually, they find out about Rick, or they find out about Leah. And like, since they're going to Mexico, you'll think they're running to Morgan.
2: Uh, That could last like half a season. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the thing. That definitely being part of a plot,
0: but like to do a whole spinoff on that would be rough.
1: But something that's what you need. You need, you, you need, that's the thing you need an impetus for the off. And I, I don't yeah. know, like, you know, we haven't even seen all of season 10 yet, but like, I, it just depends. Like if Carol uh, is still on this isolationist bent and it's going to be, that, that's the thing It's like, if Carol and Daryl are both on like, well, fuck having people around that care about you. We want to get off into the wilderness and be our own little thing and just, just die out here. That doesn't seem like something you could, that's you not could a show either. It's not a show. So, but if they aren't like, like, so that's the thing is like, how are they going to get them to plausibly spin off on their own show? Like, why wouldn't they just stay at Alexandria where they love everyone and everyone loves them, you know, if they're, if they heal and they're not broken people, then why are they leaving? If they're leaving, then what's the, what's the thing? It's like, I, I guess finding Rick is, you know, a way that kind of launch the movie, but like um, it seems like you've seen a lot more The walking dead than us, unfortunately. So we're, uh, because we're still catching up to season 10. So. I don't know. Like, if if uh, Michonne's gone missing, it sounds like maybe. Because um, I, I thought she was back for season eleven. Maybe they've swapped out Maggie for Michonne. There's a, there's a there's a writer in the contract that you can only have two characters with M's, and they are to They got married too. That they fucked up. There's too many M's. Too many M characters. Yeah. So it gets spread a lot of them. But that's the thing. Like no, I, I, I don't it know. Does, Like I. I want to see this show cause I like these characters, but I cannot imagine how you can make it interesting. And it, I don't take it on yeah. faith that AMC has thought that thing through too. It's more of like, Hey, people love Daryl Michonne or uh, Daryl and, and Carol. And Hey, we can get Melissa McBride and, and uh, Norman Reedus under contract for three seasons. Just do that. And then we'll figure it, we'll figure it out. It's, you know, like I, that's a literally like a lot of how Hollywood works, man. Like lock these people oh, down get 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 the I'll contract yeah yeah, should, yeah let's green light it well we'll find we'll find writers we'll we'll find you know the the rejects from timon and, and pumbaa uh, and power rangers. power rangers we'll we'll throw yeah. we'll throw them on the project it'll be good but uh i don't know like i said i don't know who's show running i don't know if they've announced that yet like if if scott gimple's show running it then abandon all hope angela kang's show running it then i think she you know, won't be perfect. Might be some bumpy rides, but it'll be it'll be something that respects the fans and is like in its competence. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know any of those things. I'm like, I'm what we, we're what like twelve weeks away from being fully caught up, and we can actually inspe- speculate with everybody. So,
0: yeah, I will say, Better Call Saul seemed like an even flimsier concept, right? Because um, you had one character who was not that that like deep of a character in Breaking Bad. You take him, and you're going to do a six-season spinoff. Well, that sounds insane, but they have immense talent in their writing room. You know, the Walking Dead has occasional spots of talent in its writing room, and the rest is, I don't know, not, not quite up to par. So can they pull off the same thing that Better Call Saul did and make an excellent show out of a thin premise?
1: I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. Yeah, Better Call Saul definitely fleshed out that skeleton with a lot more flesh than you'd think. Um, you can think yeah. of Fraser like that seemed like a dumb idea. Like the neurotic, you know, least popular bar fly of Cheers. We're going to make a, a whole spinoff about him. Uh, that, you know that that did pretty good numbers. So it's it's all about you got good actors. You got an interesting, inherently interesting concept of them surviving the apocalypse. You just need to. You need what is the re, what is perpetu? You know, like if they're not going to be in a they have to have a mission and if they have a mission, then they can never fulfill that mission or they have to have another mission. Every, it has got to be like the Mandalorian where they're on a damn mission every week. Like you got to come up with a sustainable structure and I can't see it. I can't see because uh, like I'm having caught up yet. I, I don't see what the mission, um, the Carol and Daryl thing, but you know, the heart I've honestly, the characters and the, and the talent is, is one of the hard parts. So like find someone who loves the walking dead and these characters and then ask themselves what would Michonne or what would, Daryl and Carol do next and start writing that. So hell Definitely. we we're, we we will, we'll volunteer. I've seen sure, every episode of, them, of the right. walking dead. I've written a book or two on it. I've, I've, I've watched them multiple covered this. I, I actually am an unironic fan. I love these characters. I got some ideas. Jim and Jim, hire me and Jim. Have us, sure. have us pissing, have us in your tent, pissing out rather than outside your tent, pissing oh. in. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Come on, Angela. We've been, we've been very nice. Miss gang. We've got a lot to brew. We had Jim. will have us eating babies, while we'll pioneer, will blaze oh, television yeah. history. Come on. I'm who says no to that baby for sure.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. All right. That's, That's a mid season feedback episode. We will be back without pause next week to talk about the, the season 10 B premiered episode nine. Uh, and we'll have the same format we'll be live recording on twitch.tv slash bald move at 1pm eastern on Tuesday uh, we'll have the full show out Tuesday evening we'll have the feedback show out later in the week uh, and we're just 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 about three months away from catching up to walking dead uh, late summer it's going to be exciting until then I'm your host Aaron and I'm Jim later